Hello, I'm George Mason, host of Good God, conversations that matter about faith and public life. How does the church speak to social issues in a way that doesn't lose its own soul in doing so? We'll be exploring that with Father Joshua Whitfield. Welcome to Good God. I'm joined today by Father Joshua Whitfield, who is pastoral administrator of the St. Rita's Catholic Church here in Dallas. Uh, he is a Catholic priest and a social commentator as well. Uh, he writes for the Dallas Morning News frequently as a columnist. Mm -hmm. And today we want to discuss something of the tradition of the church speaking to public life. Uh, now, some of that is part of the Protestant tradition also, as well as the Catholic tradition. Uh, but Josh, it seems to me that we are in a day uh, when uh, people who are in the pew are deeply challenged by priests and preachers, mm -hmm. uh, pastors, who are commenting upon public life. Mm -hmm. uh, we, well, one of the things we hear all the time, and I hear it all the time, is Preaching is too political today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's let's you know just talk about uh, the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, w when you write and when you talk about public life, do you hear similar comments from from your people? Oh yes, uh, I hear the same things you hear. And you know the challenge is, um, you know, or, or the the accusation is, uh, what you say is is. Um, you're going beyond the pale of, of your responsibility. You're getting out of your lane by yes. commenting upon issues and matters in the nation or in the city, in the polis, uh, and that's not what we've come here for, they say, that we've come here uh, to, to hear about Jesus, to hear about salvation, to, yes. to hear about prayer and faith and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So I, I, I get that all the time, and, and I think it's because we live in a world in which um, absolutely everything is politicized, right? Yes. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a critique um, that is emotive, uh, that's certainly not rooted in the gospel tradition or in the scriptures, them, uh, mm -hmm. in the scriptures themselves, I should say. Um, uh, you know, because if, if you spend five minutes reading the gospel of Mark or the, <laughs> right. or the gospel of Luke, especially, um, uh, you, you will be disabused of that. Just give me, just give me. Sure, Jesus. Sure. So uh, it, it's difficult to know exactly where this comes from, but I think it, it's clearly been true throughout the whole history of the church, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, that this notion of the gospel uh, is is not just an otherworldly sort of thing, but rooted in the idea that Jesus actually is the presence of God in human experience mm -hmm. among us and continues to, to be present, challenging all powers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. calling us to uh, embrace a different way of life. Mm -hmm. uh, it does seem that so much of what's happening in American Christianity, at least right now, is this idea that our life in the world should be um, the, the free of, uh, challenge except when it comes to certain moral positions mm -hmm. like sexuality mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um, uh, marriage or uh, some such thing, but uh, abortion uh, mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. another. 
that these are sort of agreed upon, okay, we can talk about those political mm -hmm, issues mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in worldly terms, but otherwise let's leave economics to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the marketplace, let's mm -hmm. leave uh, our social, racial politics mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. to, uh, to work out in our neighborhoods and in our communities, and, and let's let Jesus only stand for the afterlife. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, those are important issues, and 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 you know, they're they're worth talking about and and, and fighting about, uh, but they are elements within a within a broader view of what Jesus called uh, the kingdom. Uh, part of the criticism that you and I receive, I should think, uh, comes from the plain fact that people don't want to hear the gospel where it pinches them. You know, ah, right, and, right. and so. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm the same way. I, don't, you know, I like it when Jesus says nice things to me, but, you know, right. rather than challenges me. Uh, but, but, but if you, again, if you look at the Gospels, if you look at the New Testament, it's not complicated. Jesus mm -hmm. uh, called together an, a community of disciples, uh, which he called the kingdom, mm -hmm. right? And this community uh, loved in a radical way. They, they forgave in a radical way. They, they, they served in a radical way. It, it was a distinct community, which, which we call the kingdom, which we call the church, and this is the, the new creation, right? Yes. And, and, and it began with Christ and the 12 and the 70 and the so on and so forth, and it continues, and it has its own unique ethics, its own, its own virtue, its own telos, its own end, which is, which is the kingdom of heaven, uh, and, and that is um, the revolution, right? That that is that is the 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 uh, way of uh, living, the the way of um, loving, uh, which was meant to go out into the world and change it, not to um, baptize or 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 approve or endorse uh, or support, um, you know, uh, political regimes. Uh, across the spectrum, right? But if there is a legitimate critique that I struggle to accept uh, and, and yet have to concede, I think it is also true that um, sometimes the church uh, gives over its language mm -hmm. and its sense of mission to a kind of um, uh, human rights language, to a kind of political idealism, mm -hmm. whether of the left or the right, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and sees itself somehow in service to uh, a vision of the world that mm -hmm. is more politically uh, oriented mm -hmm. than rooted in our own vision of community and the church. Absolutely. And, and, and that's where I think we are vulnerable to that mm -hmm. criticism, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. both left and right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so y you've talked about recently in a column uh, that you wrote for the Dallas Morning News, how this has been true uh, in the, the question of what we do with refugees, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. about our immigration policy mm -hmm, and the like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've said that the, the key thing is for us to think like Christians about mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. to talk like Christians, not primarily to talk like Americans, right, right. but to talk like Christians. Say more about that. Well, again, you know, if you, if you take the basic idea that, um, that there is the church Right? There, is the, there, there is the kingdom which Jesus created and founded. Uh, and, and it's meant to love in, in this radical uh, Jesus way. Uh, 
and if you take that concept, you take that those ethics uh, to American 2018, and you discover that there are people coming uh, to your border uh, who are escaping violence in Honduras. What is a Christian supposed to do? Uh, a Christian is supposed to act like Jesus. A Christian is supposed to do what Jesus said you would do in that situation. Jesus at, at no point, Paul at no point, uh, notwithstanding misreadings of Romans 13, which is a huge problem, um, uh, Jesus would have said, look, here's a widow and orphan, right? Um, your, your, your moral obligation to widow and orphan transcends the good of national sovereignty, the good of um, you know, protecting your borders. Um, the moral obligation is clear. You help that. You help those people, right? How do we do that? Um, well, not what we've been doing, yes. right? And, and so that's where the, the ethics of Jesus, for, for the followers of Jesus, uh, do transcend any sort of nationalist rhetoric. Do, it, it does transcend the, the sort of, quite frankly, fear-mongering that, that uh, is um, coming from the highest places in the land. I had, a, had this thought as I was preparing for our um, lectionary text this mm -hmm. week, uh, which uh, I'm not sure if we're in the same lectionary uh, passage, but uh, the gospel reading is from Mark, and it, it deals with Jesus' controversy with the Pharisees and then the Herodians as well. Mm -hmm. uh, those who were, m the Herodians being more um, uh, committed to the Roman establishment uh, mm -hmm. as Jews, and Pharisees more to a legal interpretation of uh, Jewish law mm -hmm. over against the, the government. And nonetheless, they both reacted to Jesus' words about the Sabbath being meant for humankind, right. uh, not humankind for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus also heals the withered arm of the man on the Sabbath. And, and, and Jesus seems to be making this very kind of point, and that is to say that the point of law here mm -hmm. is the protection and preservation and extension of life mm -hmm. rather than just the keeping of the law. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it, it seems to me that this is a, a way of us wrestling as Christians with the question of whether we are obeying the law of the land mm -hmm. or obeying uh, the law of love, which is our command from the Lord. Yeah, and, and you know, law, national sovereignty, borders, these are all um, helpful things. Uh, but but when, when they become, uh, when, when they become things that um, prevent the, 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 the basic act of charity mm -hmm. to, toward the weakest, toward the vulnerable. Well then, then uh, as far as every gospel, Jesus would be clear, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so for, for a Christian to, to quarantine the radical ethics of Jesus and say, well, for the good of the state, uh, so on and so forth, um, we can't do what Jesus would possibly tell us we should do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's, I, I think, the sort of uh, repeated ethical um, uh, dilemma Christians in, in public life uh, find themselves facing. As I, as I read the comments, uh, letters to the editor following your column about this, uh, it, it, it did strike me that there, there is this tendency in the pew uh, mm -hmm. among lay people to say, yes, but. but. So 
yes, Father, I understand your point and that we should love our neighbor as ourselves, mm -hmm. as, as Jesus told us, but, and then the but, and of course I always say, uh, whenever you say yes, but, the only thing that people really hear is what comes after Absolutely. the but, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, there is a, revi a reversion to language of the nation state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Immediately all the justifications for why we can't do what Jesus said right, right. is based upon what ends up being a primary commitment we have to the nation right. versus our, our Christian faith. Mm -hmm. And this is something that uh, you and I both are fans of Stanley Hauerwas, and, right, right. and, and Hauerwas made this comment. Tell, tell everybody what, what he said. Well, he said the biggest problem facing Christians in America today is that they're more Americans than they are Christians. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so, you know, I mean, that, that is a, a, a fundamental problem. I call, I call them the, um, the yes, but goggles, right? Okay. We, we, you know, Jesus said, forgive, 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 uh, love your enemies, so on and so forth. Give to the person who asks for, uh, for you to give them something. Uh, and, and we hear all these wonderfully radical, challenging things, but we put our yes, but goggles on, mm. uh, which completely diffuses it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I get that. And it's a very, it's a tempting thing for me to do when I read the mm -hmm. gospels. But, but here's the thing. At no point does Jesus tell us, hey, here are these yes, but goggles, go ahead and put them on. Mm -hmm. He never, ever says that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so, uh, as preachers of the gospel, as you and I are, uh, it, it's, it's our job to stand up in a world and say, Jesus didn't let us off the hook here. Yes, right. He did not let us off the hook. Right. And all your excuses, all your referencing to, you know, um, you know, the sovereignty of the nation and stuff like that, I, I get that, and, and nations are good things, but but not at the expense of mother and child. Yes. Right. And and, uh, and so that that's that's the gospel, as far as I see it, plain and simple. The right? the, the good news that transcends all borders, that mm -hmm. transcends all ideologies, all nation right. states, uh, and yet uh, Jesus, because he didn't uh, offer a yes but goggles uh, for himself or others he ends up being crucified. Right. Um, and yet, I, as a preacher, much prefer to be respected. Oh, indeed. Uh, much yes. prefer to be adored and admired yeah. and, 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 and have people say about me, thank God someone articulated my prejudices for me in right, a way right. that actually fit my gospel. Right. Welcome yeah. to uh, modern Christianity. Yes. Uh, uh -huh. You know, it reminds me of a line by St. Augustine, and it haunts me, but I remember it. Augustine said once in one of his sermons, he said, he said, I'm afraid of being afraid. Ah. I'm afraid of being afraid. And I think that's something we preachers um, mm -hmm. should, should say to ourselves every day, uh, because I, I think that's true. It's, it's much easier to preach a nice little homily, mm -hmm. go sit down, get a nice pat on the back or an email, and do absolutely nothing for the kingdom. Right. Or, or for the or for your people, uh, it's much easier to do that. But you know, uh, our boss was crucified, and, yes. and and we ought not forget that. Let's pick that up after the break. Yeah. Thank you. Christo Ray Dallas provides a Catholic college preparatory education to students of all faiths who live at or below the federal poverty level. Students work in 140 of Dallas Premier Businesses one day each week to earn 65% of the cost of their educations. 
100% of Cristo Rey Dallas students will be admitted to college, and 97% will be the first in their families to attend college. The students will be prepared to serve and to lead in college and in life. To find out more, visit CristoRayDallas.org. Josh, we are living in a new age of technology and the church is trying to figure out how to use it. And, uh, and, and one of the things that uh, you and I are both doing are these podcasts. Right. So this is called Good God, but, but you also have a podcast mm -hmm. uh, called Words. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what's the subtitle of that one? The Priest and the Pragmatist. The Priest and the Pragmatist. And this is a conversation that you engage in with one particular person, mm -hmm. uh, Ralph Strangis, mm -hmm. who is the former voice of the Dallas Stars mm -hmm. hockey team. And uh, uh, he is uh, just a tremendously interesting person, not a person of faith, uh, but a person with lots of curiosity. Certainly, yeah. Ralph, Ralph's open, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and he and I are just friends. We, we, he reached out to me after one of my columns in the morning news and we went and had a hamburger for lunch and we kept on having lunch and at different hamburger spots around Dallas. And our conversations would, would, would get deeper than, than you would think, you know. Uh -huh. uh, and we decided to put it in a podcast and, uh, and it just went from there and uh, we hope to get back in the uh, recording studio some point soon. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just our friendship and our conversation. Ralph uh, grew up Catholic, so he speaks the language. Uh, he calls himself an agnostic, uh, but uh, I, um, I, I, I have my conversations like this uh -huh, yeah, with yeah. him to, 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 you know, I'd love to bring him back into the church, but, sure. but that's only gonna come by way of friendship and dialogue because right. He's a beautiful soul, and and yeah. um, I'm I'm not one to beat people over the head. Well, it is good news. It's it's supposed mm -hmm. to be um, something that draws us to God. Mm -hmm. It's not something we browbeat people into, right, right. right? But this actually is a, 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 a I think a demonstration mm -hmm. um, through this conversation of what good. A Christian and church witness is, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even the word evangelism, sure, which sure. is so um, uh, fraught with uh, a history of abuse mm -hmm. and, uh, and the like. Say a little bit about your understanding of evangelism and how God works in these conversations. Right, I, I mean, for me, I became a Christian because I, I saw Christ and his gospel as beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and the beauty of God, you know, captured me and, yes. and enraptured me. And, and so I see evangelism really in terms of the presentation of beauty, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a, a coherent preaching, a coherent theology, so mm -hmm. on and so forth, as best one can present it, uh, that, that is in lockstep with a beautiful performance of life, right? Um, uh, human flourishing, happiness, the, the virtues, true charity, you know. Mm -hmm. and, 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 so, and so I see it as a, as a performance of beauty which should bear witness and inspire. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I take all that to talk about Ralph. I, I take all that and, and, and that's how I understand our friendship. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it should play itself out as 
a, a true and open and vulnerable conversation with the other who is different. And, and you know, Ralph has his views uh, and, and his experiences. I have my views and my experiences. And we're both real with one another, right? I, I, I'm, I don't have a script mm -hmm. for him. I, I, I don't have a, a, a step one, step two, step three to try and get him into the church. I have nothing other than uh, my affection for him. And, 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 and he's the same. And so part of our um, game with the podcast is, is to show each others, uh, especially in this politicized world, and that's what this beautiful project is about as well, is, is to show the world that, hey, people who are different can sit down and talk. And, and, and it's not a Facebook post, it's not a tweet, it, it, it's not a position even. Mm -hmm. it, it's friendship, it's conversation, mm -hmm. it's dialogue, it's, 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 being, it's being honest with one another, willing to push buttons, knowing you can do so because the love is there, right? And so, it, it, you know, it makes one shock Ralph. I love Ralph, right? And because right. I love Ralph, right. it works. And I, and I think that's a good model for evangelism in 2018. So I, I think most people, when they think of evangelism, assume that we have, as Christians, all the answers, and we have arrived at a position finally, where uh, we simply have an urge and a desire to get other people to share our position mm -hmm. uh, and for them to see the light. And <clears throat> there's, there's nothing coming back. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about this in terms of your own uh, authenticity, vulnerability, mm -hmm. uh, about how you are being converted and changed in certain ways through this conversation with someone who does not share all of your faith position. Mm -hmm. I think most people would be surprised and maybe uh, delighted to learn that evangelism really is a two-way street, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a few things. I'm very influenced by um, Iris Murdoch. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, if you read the very beginning of her Gifford lecture, she describes uh, the moral training of children. And she says, training a child to be moral is like, is like walking that child through a garden stopping at a beautiful flower and saying, look, isn't that pretty? Isn't that pretty? And, and, and that's how I see my witness, my evangelism. I, I, look, at, I look at Jesus and, 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 I, and I've fallen in love and, and, I, and I just want to say, that's beautiful. Right. That's really beautiful. Right. And, and I'm in the middle of an experience, in the middle of a love affair with Jesus that, that, that is bigger than me. It's, it's a mystery. Uh, it, it's not a bunch of data that I've mastered. Right, right. Uh, and, and so I just want to go to someone like Ralph, go to someone in a Starbucks and say, you know, th this is really beautiful. Give it a look, you know. Um, and so it's, it's not about having all the answers. I mean, you, you and I know how foolish that is, you know, to, to think of Christianity in those terms. It reminds me of uh, Aquinas' experience, as a matter of fact. Right. I mean, St. Thomas Aquinas, who had wrote the Summa Theologica, uh, and who had attempted to gather all of the thoughts and truths of reality into uh, his, his, his works, nonetheless, late in life had this experience, right? An experience of beauty, 
that transcended all of the answers, right, uh, right. All, of, all of that sense. And so uh, it, it, it's not a kind of know-nothingism that we're talking about here. It's actually that you know enough to realize that there's, uh, you're, you're probing a mystery Right. that is deeper than doctrine, mm -hmm. uh, that is an experience of, of, of love and beauty that is uh, more profound than anything we can learn even uh, or say. Right, I, I put it in terms of um, the married life, right? And, uh -huh. and so I preached on this just the other day. Uh, I, I am a happily married man. I, I have joys in my life because of my wife, because of my family that I didn't know even existed. I couldn't even known to ask for those joys until I fell in love with one beautiful young woman. Mm -hmm. And it's from that particular love with Allie in yes. Lubbock, Texas, mm -hmm. that I was ushered into the, the happiness which sustains me now. Yes. And, 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 and that is analogous to what happened to me when I fell in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and so, it, it's not transcending the particular which is Christ, mm -hmm. uh, but 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 it is it is going into a, a mystery that is, you know. I mean, it's just it's endless. You know. Yes. I mean, you, you quoted Thomas. I mean, Gregory of Nyssa is a wonderful sort of mystical treatise on the life of Moses. He said, you know, um, we we know that we're in the presence of God when we have ceaseless desire, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it, it's it's about it's about stepping into an infinite, which is which just doesn't stop, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's truly keeps me going, you know? And, and I think most people, again, probably would find that to be a, a very odd statement from the church and mm -hmm. from a pastor, that it's uh, about ceaseless desire when so many people think of Christianity as uh, the control of desire, right. but it's really about the direction of desire, Absolutely. isn't it? It's, it's, it reminds me of, you know, in Dante's Inferno, where when he finally gets to Paradiso and, mm -hmm. and is finally there, there's, there's this sense of where uh, his heart's desire all along has been following love and mm -hmm. this, this mm -hmm. beauty that uh, um, Beatrice, is, sure, his, sure. His, his love for her, it, he finds out it's really a, a love for God. Right. Uh, it, it's through his love for her that he discovers this love for God mm -hmm. and it's the turning of desire finally ultimately to God and realizing where it all comes from. Absolutely. Yeah. To, uh, I mean, that, that is the whole commedia. But they, they, yeah. I, I put it in earthy terms as well in the sense that, you know, I, I really do love Cheetos. <laughs> uh, uh, but but if, I, if I stick with Cheetos, um, it, it's not going to go well for me. So I need to control my desire for Cheetos if I mm. want to survive, and mm. uh, if I if I want to sort of uh, stay the beautiful, fit person that I am. <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Uh -huh. and, and so, uh -huh. so yeah. I mean, there is there is the control, of the, the the reformation of desire, really, right. that 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 leads to a happier flourishing. Anybody who goes to the gym mm. uh, to exercise knows exactly what we're talking about. You know? Right. Tell us how your relationship with Ralph has changed you. What do his questions and his challenges, how has that shaped or moved or changed your understanding of yourself and your faith? Ralph's been a gift uh, on that score because, I mean, you, you probably experienced this as well. Uh, sometimes we religious leaders can, can get stuck in our bubble. Mm -hmm. we, can, we can get comfortable with our scripts. Uh, we, we can put ourselves in, refuse to put ourselves in those places where 
we're challenged yes. uh, relationally, uh, rhetorically. You know, I, I, it's comfortable for me to just stay in my social circles where everybody says, yes, Father. And I, and I love those people, I love those experiences. But, but with Ralph, you know, he, he, he gives me what people are thinking. He mm. gives me what he's thinking. He, 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 he is not going to respond to the script the way other folks respond to the script. And so he, he provokes an authenticity, to use that word, uh, which, which as a preacher um, is, is like gold. Right? Yes, right. Well, we, we, every Sunday we stand up and we try to offer uh, people a way to live in the world. Mm -hmm. And it, it helps us, I think, in these kinds of conversations to know what people in the world are thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, that we're not only presenting our insider view of things, mm -hmm. but we, we have a kind of, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Thistleton talked about the two horizons, mm -hmm. that uh, there's the horizon of the world and the horizon of the church, and that there's a, a kind of a bridging of those horizons, mm -hmm. a, a kind of walking back and forth across the bridge. Mm -hmm. and, and, and having those conversations is really important to us mm -hmm. and our spiritual health and our um, vocational mm -hmm. um, success, isn't it? Well, right, and, and also because plainly God is there. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, God is in Ralph Strangers. God is in, right. you know, the person who doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And, right. and so as preachers, we have to look for God there too. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's um, a, a joy to be in Dallas with you and to Likewise. be colleagues and now to get to know one another right, right, uh, right. even better. Uh, thank you for the work you do, uh, not only in your parish, but mm -hmm. for the sake of the church and the world through mm -hmm. your writing and your uh, calling all of us to be more faithful in mm -hmm. every aspect of life. I say the same to you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Great. Good to see you, Josh. Good God is created by Dr. George Mason, produced and directed by Jim White. Guest coordination and social media by Upward Strategy Group. Here's grateful appreciation to Evolve Technology for location production facilities. Evolve Technology for home audio, video, and lighting design. Enjoy more, think less with Evolve. See their great work at EvolveDallas.com. Thanks to Wendy Crispin Caterer for guest parking accommodations. Good God, Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2018 by Faith Commons. Cristo Ray Dallas provides a Catholic college preparatory education to students of all faiths who live at or below the federal poverty level. Students work in 140 of Dallas' premier businesses one day each week to earn 65% of the cost of their educations. 100% of Cristo Ray Dallas students will be admitted to college, and 97% will be the first in their families to attend college. The students will be prepared to serve and to lead in college and in life. To find out more, visit CristoRayDallas.org.